to my show. Today is Halloween, so everybody, happy Halloween! In today's episode, we have a really special guest with us. Her name is Katie Sibyl. She's the author of The Haunting of Henry Davis. So let's give a round of applause and let's begin. Hi, Katie. How are you today? I'm fine, thanks. Thanks for having me on the show. You're welcome. It's my great pleasure to have you on. Um, could you please introduce yourself and your book um, to the audience? Sure. Um, my name is Kathy Catherine Siebel, and my book is The Haunting of Henry Davis. It's a book about a girl who has a best friend who's being haunted by a ghost. She sees the first day at school that he's kind of keeping to himself and he's got a sketch pad and he's sketching and she starts wondering, what is this picture that he's sketching? And he tells her, um, this person, it's a boy that he's sketching and he says, he follows me everywhere, but he isn't real. And she thinks, gosh, he's a little old to have an imaginary friend. What is, what is he talking about? And then she very quickly discovers that Henry has, is being haunted, that he has a ghost. And she and some other friends sort of set out to find who this ghost was in real life and why the ghost is haunting Henry Davis. Wow, that's amazing. Um, before, like, in the end of this episode, I'll be putting um, Katie Siebel's book's um, link and everything in the description box. You can check that out later on. Anyways, let's get to the Halloween tag questions. There are going to be 30 questions at the max, but minimum 10, maybe, um, based on time. Um, so basically, I'll be asking Kathy some fun questions, and you guys can enjoy on the way. Okay, so my first question is... What is your favorite horror or Halloween theme song? Ooh, um, this is probably gonna date. I like Monster Mash. I think it's funny. Hmm? Yeah, Monster Mash is like amazing. It is like a kid's song, I guess, right? It has like a party vibe as well as like a slightly spooky vibe. It is like a mix of both, which is kid friendly as well as like amazing. Um. Name something you wouldn't want to run into in a dark forest or in an abandoned building. I am really afraid of rodents. So I would not want to run into mice scurrying over my feet or even worse, a rat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're really for, especially if like, they're not the pet kind, right? If they're the ones which bite and those, I mean, pet ones also bite, but the ones which are not, um, like safe to be around, those ones are like really scary. What's your favorite horror monster or villain? Hmm. I I guess favorite monster would be the classic Frankenstein. <laughs> That's a little old school, but um I still like him. I uh, teach younger kids and I had a, a student arrive for a class yesterday dressed as Frankenstein in the little jacket and the helmet with the bolts out the ears. And I thought, that's a classic, it still works. Yeah. Um, what is the creepiest thing that ever happened while you were adult? The creepiest thing that ever happened to me? Yeah. As a kid or while, as a grown up, does it matter? Um, either. Like it can be when you're a kid, when you're younger, or just like 
yesterday or the day before yesterday, anything? Oh, well, um, when I was very little once, um, I thought it was extremely creepy that I um, got up at night one time when my father was traveling and my mother was at home alone with us and I couldn't find her in the house. She had gone up to take up the trash, so there was no sinister um, thing behind it, but I remember being very scared that she was gone. As, a, as an adult, um, I was once um, substituting, long-term substituting for a Spanish, in a Spanish classroom where very sadly the teacher had died and that was the reason for the sub thing the sub gig and um at one point when i was in the classroom the lights went on and off and i thought oh no this is what is happening here am i being haunted um it turned out there was a motion sensor that would that would turn the class the lights on and off in order to save electricity but i was very creeped out for a for a little second there thinking that i was and i did sort of feeling his presence still in the room well it actually does sound really creepy. <laughs> um, if you were there to spend the night in a haunted house, would you do it? It would depend if I could have people come with me or not. If I could have friends come with me, I think I would do it. If I had to do it alone, I might hesitate. That that makes a lot more sense. It's like if you're doing something scary. You might as well have friends come along so that you are not the only one getting attacked or whatever happens in a haunted house. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, do you ever see, um, like, um, not ever see, um, are you superstitious? Like, do you believe in ghosts and all of those stuff? Well, it's interesting because when I was writing the book, I started. Um, asking people if they believed in ghosts and researching um, people's belief in, in ghosts and whether or not they were real. I've never seen a ghost myself, um, but people whose intelligence I respect have told me that they believe in ghosts and have had experiences that suggest that ghosts might be real. So I have to give a definite maybe to whether or not there are ghosts. <laughs> because I mean, ghosts are invisible as we know from movies and shows and stuff, right? So if you want to know whether a ghost is real, we really need to like, um, like, like as you gave um, told us before that when you were in the classroom, the lights went on and off, which is kind of like a symbol of a ghostly presence because in movies and all of that, they show in haunted houses or in regular places, light going on and off or doors creaking, windows opening and shutting on their own, right? Right. Kind yeah. of like indications. Yes, and I did research what indications were of ghosts and what, uh, like through history kind of when people have uh, what things people have noticed that they um, attributed to ghosts, you know, including lights and warm spots and other things like that, changes in the energy field, things that other people have believed, um, you know, might be an indication of ghosts. Um, yeah. So do you believe in multiple dimensions of worlds, like for example, Narnia and all of that? Wow, that's a, that's a physics question, isn't it? Um, I, I, w I have to say that I think that um, we are learning things all the time. So it's, um, 
uh, foolish to say that we know everything about the the uh, the universe and the physical world yet. As a writer, I love the idea of portals into other dimensions, that Narnia kind of thing through the back of the wardrobe and into another world. I think that's what books are, right? When you open a book, you're in another world. So I, I'm not sure whether or not they um, exist, but the writerly side of me uh, sort of hopes that they do because it opens up all sorts of interesting possibilities. Yeah. Because like books are, as you said earlier, words that books are kind of like portals they throw you into a new world. So like for example, if one day you're reading a horror book, you're thrown into a scary environment. But the next day you're reading a fairy tale, you're thrown into a different setting, right? A different enchanting, fantastical um, world. So basically in a way you're jumping through different areas of worlds to when you read a new book. That's why right. I find... Yeah. Um, reading is like really magical, right? It not only gives you um, new thoughts, like new ideas about a particular thing, but also it encourages your creative side. Like let's say a person not have a creative side, they still find the creative side by reading a book they really enjoy. Agreed, yeah. Um, this is a funny question. Um, have you ever made a potion of any sort, be it a real kind or like a fake kind or just a pretend play kind? I have made Harry Potter potions for fun um, with uh, kids that I work with. I work in a K through five after school program. So we have made Harry Potter potions for fun. Um, but in, uh, not in the rest of life, but just in that way. <laughs> Oh, just like for fun, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, just for fun. Okay, let's say, okay, this is kind of like a small thing, like what would you do kind of situation? You're home alone, but you hear footsteps in your house. What do you do? Well, um, I would investigate, which I guess means I would be the first person killed in a horror movie because <laughs> my curiosity always gets the better of me. So I think I would be frightened, but I would um, get out of bed with um, a flashlight if I had it or the, the light on my cell phone or something. And I would creep around trying to figure out uh, who was with me. <laughs> um, okay, this is another fun, scary-ish question, which is that if you got trapped in one scary movie, which would you choose and why? Oh, hmm. Gosh, I would try to pick one that I had seen more than once so that I would um, be able to find my my way uh, out more often. Um, if I got trapped in one scary movie, I, I would get trapped in uh, Carrie um, because it's just a, it's a prom thing and I would figure that I would be able to leave and <laughs> the rest of the night would be better after that. I wouldn't <laughs> want to be trapped in, um, in uh, one of the, I wouldn't want to be trapped in a slasher movie for sure because I, I would just be too, I would be too terrified and like I said, I would be too curious so I would be the first person to go. <laughs> that makes a lot of, like a lot of sense. Um, 
let's say you were only allowed to wear one Halloween costume for the rest of your life, what would you be? Well, I would be a witch. Um, I uh, that I wore that one yesterday to a party, and it's I've gone back and forth, of course, with a lot of different costumes over the years. But um, I think I'd go with a witch. That's actually a really good answer. Um, would you be a good witch or an evil witch or a casual witch? What kind of witch would you be? Well, I've only dressed as um, you know the classic. Uh, striped tight black hat uh, kind of a witch, but I would really love to get a costume to be like Glenda the Good Witch in The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, that's the good one, right? Yeah, the good one, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna switch from the dark side to the good side eventually one Halloween. Um, do you have to watch, like let's say you watch a horror movie, do you go to sleep right after that or do you watch something happy after watching a horror movie so you can go to sleep. I watch something happy because I otherwise I'll be too I'll be too I'll be hearing footsteps whether there are footsteps or not. So I like to watch something <laughs> even if it's something short, I like to watch something um, a little bit happy or maybe turn off the the television set and um, read something light. Keep you know keep a small light on. Yeah, movies do scary movies do scare me after after a while. It's, if you get really absorbed, movies are like books. I love movies too. If you get really absorbed in it, um, you you really you the mood of it lingers on with you for a little while. I think. Another question is, um, how old were you when you saw your first horror movie? Oh gosh, that's tough. Um, uh, I wouldn't say horror movie, but I would say scary movies, probably middle school. Um, yeah, probably middle school. And some of them were like, um, all really like, I still love really old school movies and I'm um, you know, a middle-aged person, so. Um, yeah, I would say that I was in middle school and some of the ones that scared me the most weren't really what you thought about, um, weren't really horror movies. Like there's a very old movie that your parents or grandparents might know that was called Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. And it was about these two actresses, they were sisters and they had a rivalry and at one point, not to ruin the movie for you, but at one point, um, the one sister serves the other sister a dead bird. <laughs> she she lifts up the lid and this horrible bird is underneath and I remember screaming. I also remember watching, a, it might have been that movie, a scary movie and my father was sitting on the couch behind um, my sisters and I we were watching intently watching a scary movie and he took up his, took off his sock and rolled it up and launched it at us, <laughs> us in the back of the head and we jumped so um i but i don't think i was really allowed to watch anything that was very scary until middle school yeah nice <laughs> okay our last and final question is that if you could have like a spooky halloween pet from hogwarts like they had that, like I think they had cats, owls, mice, and I'm missing one, toads. Which one would you choose and why? And what would you name it? Hmm. Let's see. Well, I'd go toads, I think, um, because 
I used to live in Hawaii and we had these things there called cane toads and they are truly horrifying. Anything that's cane is bigger, right? That's all you need to know. Cane toads, cane spiders, anytime anyone says cane to you, if you're in Hawaii, just expect that it's gonna be twice or three times the size. And I remember coming home one night and our garage was filled with cane toads. And it was the most, as somebody who was coming from the mainland, um, from the Midwest at the time, I was like, what is this? So, and I told you I can't stand rodents. So I think um, toads, um, in addition to the way they're associated with witches, are underrated in terms of how scary they are. <laughs> okay, yeah, so that's the end of this episode. Happy Halloween again everyone and i'll see you all next time until then keep trick-or-treating and keep being spooky bye guys have fun